0: Hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. These guys know KISS inside and out. They freak me out all the time. You're going to enjoy it. The episode is epic.
1: Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> this is James. Put that cookie down. Pressing the button. Start, Simmons.
0: Star? Old with? Is that what he nice? Stop shouting. Ace really He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no, here come the kiss times. Is that
1: a positive thing, okay? All right. going to grab me a nice cold mellow.
0: Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because you're talking about. 617-525-025. You do. Hey, fucko. Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there? Kiss army. Chief and Zeus with another episode. Oh, God. Fuck. (laughs) fuck Hates that. I don't Uh, hate it. it. I just (laughs) can't (laughs)
1: believe I can't believe it's stuck.
0: With another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 224, Lick It Up Tour. What album was that on? <laughs> oh,
1: wait, I can't do that. Sorry, forget it.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Cancel us right now.
1: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if the headdress fits, wear it.
0: Did you just Hermie us? Well, you know. Well, well you know,
1: is an inside joke from Stonehill that we'll get to <laughs> oh, eventually.
0: Oh, man, Hermie. Wow. yeah, yeah i have got bad. a big head <laughs> well you know he his head was enormous though yeah if, if
1: if any of you have seen so I married an axe murder he's <laughs> like he'd he goes to sleep <laughs> in his gargantuan pillow
0: <laughs> his head was fucking didn't he get didn't you guys when you guys went to sell padre yeah did not you like bury him in the sand i, I didn't do do not blame me <laughs> for that fucking <laughs> like you, like fucking point out his head to like girls walking <laughs> by. It was like a speed bump. <laughs> oh, anyways, God. Anyways. anyways, yeah. Uh, well, well, we're back to normal. We're starting to get back into our groove. Um, yep. summer's coming up shortly, and uh, we're still uh, I don't know. We're still coming off the high from Las Vegas, but yeah. uh, last week we talked about that trip. And, uh, we did a poll and mm-hmm. what was that?
1: Yeah. So we asked everybody, uh, besides Gene, who would you want to meet? And the options were Bruce, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, or us. Uh, 58%. Hey guys. Love to meet you. 58% gets Bruce. Guess who came in second in the poll? Lap Me and you. Oh. Twenty-one percent say they want to meet us. We got almost triple the <laughs> votes of Tommy Thayer. Oh, Eric Singer got thirteen. Tommy Thayer got eight. Tommy got less. Tommy sure? Singer came in. Tommy came in way last. Yes,
0: when I did the poll on Instagram, Tommy this was is, this third. This is Twitter.
1: Yeah, this is Twitter. Tommy I know, in.
0: but Tommy came in third, and Eric was fourth. Nope, Tommy. Th-
1: Tommy must get more love on Instagram because he came in at the single digits there on on Twitter, so yikes.
0: Yeah, I think if we put flapjacks as number two, that would come out as two.
1: Perhaps, perhaps.
0: (laughs) Whoever was Uh, two was going to be two.
1: Our buddy Chris Hake, the wallet, says, you're damn right. I want to meet Tom and Zeus. Life goals, man. (laughs) Nice. Thanks. And uh, shout it out, Loudcaster, Hall of Famer, Jim Riley. I've met Bruce. Tom and Zeus only online, one day, hopefully in person. Yes, Jim, we agree. The same. We'd love to meet you, buddy. All right. And we'll finish up with Twitter with this one from Lisa Gabbily DeGook McCalick. <laughs> I would love to meet Chief in Zeus. <laughs> missed meeting you at Creatures Fest. That's um, right. She was at Creatures Fest. That's can't right. Believe, can't believe we missed you there, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Lisa. So the feedback was just absolutely bonkers. We're so happy that you guys loved the pictures and the episode. Uh, our buddy Todd Kearns. Love him. That was a blast, gents. Look forward to the next adventure. That was great. Our buddy Bruce Kulik. Great episode. You captured an honest fan point of view for an incredible weekend event by Gene. Kudos to you two lunatics. <laughs> oh, boy. We got now, now we got Bruce calling us lunatics now. And uh, our buddy Coach Green. He's been a longtime fan. He says, starting the episode off by telling your listeners to go fuck themselves. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) I don't even get that. Was it that bad? Like, what happened?
1: So, so there was something. We were we were talking about something with listeners complaining about something, and I responded by saying, "Well, you know, you can use that." fast forward button on your podcast app
0: or you can go fuck yourself (laughs) and what's wrong with that what's what's wrong with that
1: uh all right that's twitter what do you got
0: all right on our facebook account we got a lot of the you know great i'm so happy for you guys and things like that and we appreciate that yes thank you every single one of you guys because uh because it means a lot that you uh that you picked up on how happy we were and how what a what it meant to us both. So thank yep. you guys for being cool about uh Kevon Jepseen. Oh God. <laughs> giggity 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 giggity. Guys, that was incredible recap. I'm so happy for you. You got the experience. Gene, my greatest experience was doing the vault, and this had to be a thousand times better. Love how you sounded so giddy and real, pure excitement. Thanks for sharing it all with us. Yeah fart spray.
1: Oh, God. That's that's all Zeus. Give him all that credit. <laughs>
0: um, uh, Scott Donaldson. I love this. So happy for you guys. Sounds like an amazing weekend and one that you may never forget. It's good to hear uh, about your experience. And you can tell that it's had a lasting effect on you both. I was thinking about what I would ask Gene if I had the chance. I thought about it for 24 hours and still can't come up with just one. Just too many to come to mind. I was curious about what your question was about All That I Want, Zeus, and what was Tom's question about the soundboard. Great episodes, guys. Really enjoyed it. Tom, do you want to go tell him what you asked and what he said?
1: Yeah, yeah. real quick before I respond to that, I also want to thank Scott. Uh, Scott plays Eric Carr the Fox in Kisteria, the Kiss tribute band down in Australia, and from the hysteria page if i recall correctly he shared our episode it was you know sharing it to all of his boys down under there about the episode so scott huge huge uh debt of gratitude to you for that we know you're a big fan of the show we thank you yeah so when we had time to ask gene questions it was very very rushed obviously we're all amped up anxious excited so it was very very quick hit i just simply said gene you know everybody's excited about the off the soundboard series you know do you have input in this or is this a record company thing? And he's like, yes, we have input. And it was like, okay. Like, so then he, then he kept talking. He didn't really say like how much input, but the band is directly involved in what comes next. And before you ask, he did not say what's coming next, but I did talk to Bruce after. And I said, Bruce, I don't know how much pull you have with this, but every person, every guitarist has been represented on these off the soundboards, except for you. I said we need to see you, whether it's you know asylum era hot in the shade revenge you we want to we want to see you part of these off the soundboard series, so uh, we put that bug in his ear, and he knows he's a he pays attention so but Zeus, your question that you asked gene
0: so I asked about all that I want I wanted to get an answer on that song. It's not a very it's a deep cut, not a lot of information on it, so I said, gene, you wrote that you you were talking about it came out for unmasked nineteen eighty was that written before that you hadn't written a Love song, per se. It was always one of those, I'm going to dominate you and bring you into my limo. Or, uh, you know, she said no, but then she did it anyway. It's it's those. But this one was a heartfelt, he says, no, I just had Paul come over. And I had this melody and we just started doing it on the guitar. And I was like, and guess what? And he said, yeah, the demo's better. And he was like, yes.
1: Yep. I think that's hilarious. every artist. Uh, I think even Jericho was laughing with us late, late, late that night. He goes, let me guess. Gene said the demo's better. Because yep. every every artist loves the demo.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was my question. I really, you know, it's just a, who else is going to ask him that?
1: Exactly. That's just
0: something that yeah. we wanted to get uh, out and I'm glad I got a chance to do that. And uh, yep. let's go over to Loudcasters. Nathaniel Kinsey said, the ass spray again. Oh, no. <laughs> Julie Chavez says, I'm most impressed you got a picture with Eddie Trunk. Love that metal show. That is Julie Juju Chavez. That is one of
1: Bridget's best friends from like, years ago and she's a huge kiss fan she knows that we're kiss nerds and we have this podcast so that was very cute of her and very cool to see her chime in so uh that was very awesome
0: daniel Haller houston says hey tom you must be a distant relative because when someone tries to sit near me anywhere i don't know who they are i immediately move the fuck away from them that's it as that's far th- as possible that's and the right thing added, and you fuckers met jakey lee holy fuck
1: Well, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if Jakey Lee remembers that, but yeah, we did.
0: (laughs) Justin Steele adds, Korean beef flaps, kung fu shit spray, and get the fuck away from my table, buddy Hackett. I'm so (laughs) jealous. Sounds like a great experience. Honestly, why can't Paul be a little more like Gene when it comes to dealing with the fans? Well, you said it, brother. You said it. Because too,
1: he's too busy selling $15,000 pieces of art with his urban sombrero on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was an urban sombrero. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll leave it with this one. Oliver Villar, another awesome episode, you guys. Every time I think one episode was the greatest thing, I'm always proven wrong. Being that this was a Gene-centric episode, I was waiting for the Gene impression, and it didn't disappoint. Ace who? Ace me! Uh, After you guys met three-fourths of the Revenge era in current lineups, I was left wondering how the event would have turned out had Paul shown up.
1: No. No. It would not have been nearly as loose... And, and spontaneous and fun and crazy I think I mean well way we would have he just wouldn't have been involved in any of that looseness and spontaneity I think
0: yeah, the thing that I would have a problem with i I think he would make everybody feel nervous and uptight, and I don't like probably that. you yeah. know it it was just fucking free as anything and yep. you know balls to the wall shit uh over on our yep. Instagram. Paul Clark which is Tal the UPS man I think says "Tom love the grumpiness can't wait to meet you one day yeah Tom and Zeus <laughs> look at you two handsome fellas"
1: What the fuck I promise I'm not this grumpy I'm not this grumpy in real life all the time sometimes I am
0: we're all grumpy that's all right Of course man. um and then again just you guys are so awesome with Like, you know, when you don't have that hate part of you in you, you're happy for others. You guys are doing this. It just makes us, like, really appreciative of the listeners that we have. You guys fucking are all in, and we appreciate that. And then uh, Red Cup Jeff says, hashtag, I think I was there. (laughs) (laughs) He was awesome. Yeah, he's a fucking riot. Oh, my God. Absolute riot. Yep. Uh, Over on our YouTube page, Patrick says, see, I told you, thanks for the heads up on Spirit Airlines. That flight sounded horrendous. Yeah, You guys should do airline reviews as a side hustle. I could have listened for an hour long rant about this dismal airline.
1: Well, thankfully, we don't fly enough because we both hate it. But that, that would be a good little side cast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh Mr. Antonio 2005. Tom and Zeus, you guys are comedy gold. The Goodfellas reference, ironically, that scene in the movie, Then He Kissed Me Playing, had me laughing out loud. The Eris Singer Dwarf story sounds That's like nice. it was out of the Twilight Zone. Overall, felt happy. Like yeah, overall, happy you both had a positive experience with Uncle Gene. Great review, and it felt like it was on, I was on the trip with you based on the play-by-play. Awesome. And then we're going to end this with Montreal Boots. Holy evening with Gene, guys. What an awesome episode. Your hilarious recap gave us loudcasters the opportunity to experience your evening with Gene. Hanging out with all of them must have been unbelievable, and it's easy to hear how appreciative both of you were at beginning part of it, including the midget dwarf film from Eric. It really shows how Gene recognizes the impact his kiss fame has on diehard fans of all ages. Pretty sure Paul would never participate in a similar event. Even the choice of songs, Charisma, Radioactive... Unholy, well, part of it, that Gene played was likely him aiming to please those who bought tickets. Don't know how you guys will be able to top this one, but I'm sure you'll find something. There is no other podcast that comes anywhere near to entertaining listeners as shouted out loud. Wow. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, Costa. We love it, man. Appreciate
1: it. Yep.
0: And Tom, back to you.
1: All right, let's finish up with some quick hit emails. Chris Hall, he says, I was literally reading this article as you mentioned them. Keep up the great work. And it's an article from the New York Post titled, Air Travelers Say You Should Avoid This Airline. And the number one worst rated airline is Spirit in this (laughs) article. (laughs) Yes. All right, let's see. Andy Salter. Hey, boys, so happy for you the moment I started this week's show hearing Gene. You're getting closer and closer to getting him on the show. Super stoked for you. Just wanted to thank you. I'm heading to America for three months, and I've spent the last year working night shifts at a large hotel here on the Gold Coast, Australia, and this show has gotten me through so many quiet nights by myself. It's been an amazing inspiration to follow my dreams and goals and finally take a trip to your country. You guys have followed yours and doing something you love, and look how successful it's been for you. I'm taking a backpack and a guitar and going to as many open mic and jam nights as I can America wide. Thank you for the show. It's truly been a huge part of my life. If I make it to good old Boston, I'll send you an email and perhaps I could buy you guys a beer and thank you in person. Oh, that Andy, please, please do safe travels and good luck. And please look us up. You got to come to Boston, especially if you're looking for open mic night and all that good stuff. A buddy, James Campion, appreciate the shout out for contributing some background on the Beth story. You guys are too kind. I was looking forward to hearing about the secret trip that you tipped me off to a couple weeks ago. It was a very entertaining. Listen on the podcast. Keep cranking them out. And that's James Campion, the author of the amazing book, shouted out loud, the story of destroyer. We talk about it all the time. Please check it out. And we're going to finish up our feedback with this one. Email from Patrick Butterworth titled. I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tom and Zeus, I concur with your hatred of people. We don't hate everybody. It's baffling. Uh, Uh, Sometimes. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to be nice. It's baffling to dislike people when you provide a service for the people. I struggle with this myself, and I'm getting closer to understanding what it means to serve people yet wanting to be left alone. It's the general people that suck. When you guys were talking about the end of the event is all why it makes sense. You were there surrounded by other creative types and artists who do not suck. And that is who you deserve to be amongst the people who looked at you sideways can go fuck their own mothers. If they (laughs) thought you didn't deserve attention in the crowd, you guys put together an honest program that has been great from the beginning and shows no signs of losing any steam. The podcast is authentic, well curated and very disciplined. You both work hard and deserve a few spoils of rubbing shoulders with other genuine people who make art and make the world worth living in. The sheep will always be around to fuck everything up. And it's very sad that Paul Stanley desperately needs those sheep because deep down, he is one too. You guys rule. Gene rules. Everyone else you mentioned who were cool to you, rule. Thank you for the great content. Patrick Butterworth, what a fantastic email. You nailed it. You nailed it, buddy. And for that, Patrick, you are the comment
0: of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Michael, the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Thank you very much, buddy. Much appreciated. Awesome. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out and a thank you to our Patreon family. Yes. And like And like a broken record, Uh we got to welcome two new people into our Patreon family. Yep. Two new spacemen uh Kendall Idema and Thomas Warhol woohoo Kendall and Thomas thank you for joining Patreon we really appreciate it and uh yeah you guys we think you're going to like what you uh what you see and anybody else that's interested in joining and helping the show please think about contributing becoming a Patreon member go to our go to him uh go, <laughs> go to our uh, website shout it out, loudcast.com Right there on the landing page is a link to Patreon. What's Patreon? Patreon is a web service. They basically and an app. They basically you pay a, like a monthly subscription, and we have four different tiers. And in those tiers, uh, you contribute to the show, and then we offer things back in turn. So you become part of our Patreon family, a Patreon emails and dialogue and DMs and content. You get um, show input, uh, merch, um, all sorts of stuff. And obviously the ARC Patreon pick. So anyone that contributes to and joins our Patreon, we think you get it back tenfold. And it's a big help to the show. So if you like the content, you want us to continue, you want to help the show grow. The Patreon membership is the biggest thing that can help. And even if you want to do a, a simple Catman membership, it helps. All this helps, and uh, it helps us keep working harder for you, the fan. And uh, as you can tell, from day one, we have yet to stop working hard, and uh, we continue doing that because we like providing the content we like to give you guys, and we hope that you are enjoying it. And if you want more of it, please consider joining our Patreon family and helping out the show. Can't thank you guys enough.
1: Yes, absolutely. Huge, huge thanks to Kendall and Thomas. Thank you guys so much for joining the Patreon family. Yeah, there's a lot of things you guys can get involved in. Uh, Now that the Vegas trip is behind us, uh, that took a lot of time and energy from us, but we were glad to do it. We're glad to provide you with that recap episode and all the photos that we've been sharing online. Patreon, we we provide a bunch of things for you. Sneak peeks at upcoming episodes, involvement with some things on Flashback Friday, ARC, some video chats. Um, and, you know, s- sit tight, stay tuned, because uh, there's a lot more where that came from. So, again, huge shout out to Thomas and Kendall and everybody who's a part of our Patreon family.
0: Yeah, Tom, I also want to give a shout out to Ryan who just sent us right before we're about to record an awesome message. Yeah. And uh because he, these are messages uh DMs to us, well, we're not sure if we should be saying uh the content part of it out loud, but there is an interesting story that he says uh a little bit part of it that he's got a bandmate that uh is now getting into Kiss. Um so we love that. The fact Absolutely. that we got somebody to talk about Kiss. And contribute to them like discovering or getting into Kiss is huge. And Ryan, thanks for that message. Really appreciate it. We appreciate all you guys from Patreon. Thank you.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World and uh, it's tumbling uh, uh, tumbleweeds going by in a, a uh, old cowboy movie or something because there's not much going on.
1: No, there's nothing going on. The band's on break right now until uh, the 27th when they play in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, We're recording on Wednesday, May 17th. Thursday, May 18th is the 30th anniversary of the release of Alive 3. Uh, When we saw Bruce in Vegas, he talked to us about how he's putting something together, one of his video presentations about that. Uh, And we shared something on our social media on Facebook uh, about Bruce kind of doing a little bit of a teaser about what he has coming up. Um, uh, so we're excited for that. And everybody's kind of excited to see if Kiss Online is going to represent that as well. So by the time this episode drops, uh, we'll probably know the answer to that. Usually Kiss Online drops products on the anniversary date or on the Friday. Um, you know, we we know a live three is not a live or live two, uh, but they did represent those with uh, you know picture disc, colored vinyl t-shirts, etc. So Alive 3 was pretty huge, and it was pretty successful, so it would be nice to see uh, some kind of anniversary reference or memory for that. So um, other than that, it's it's pretty quiet in Kiss World. There's really not much going on. Uh, I know Paul posted something on his social media about another art gallery. No one gives a fuck. Um, But, yeah, kind of quiet right now, so that's about it. We'll see.
0: Yeah, Uncle Gene does have this thing that he launched some sort of Production company. Yes, that's right, too. Um, yep. That was in variety.com. Yep. There's another article here. Gene talks about Eddie Van Halen. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, he, he, when it was Mother's Day last weekend, every year when Gene does a Mother's Day tribute when his poor mom was alive and now that she's oh, yeah. passed, it's always so heartfelt in the way he yeah. talks about Shannon, too. What an amazing way of doing things. Complete yep. opposite of his partner.
1: That's right. That's God's right.
0: So sincere. And every time there's a Mother's Day thing, I always think of Gene and his and his sweet mom. And, uh, you know, God bless her soul. And thank you for giving us the demon. That's right. Yep. All right, Tom. Uh, let me warn Private Cusano uh, before his PTSD kicks in and remembers the torture that was called the Lick It Up Tour.
1: All right, we're back. Vinny's still arguing about whether he quit or he, whether he was fired. Uh, he still refuses to believe he was fired, but we'll get into that.
0: When they keep suing you and taking money from your pocket, what do you expect?
1: Exactly. Correct.
0: Okay, Vincent. Vincent. Cusano. Cusano. Uh, lick it up, tour, man. We haven't reviewed the album, but let's do the tour. That's okay. We've done a couple of tours without reviewing the albums. It's okay. We can get, we can get into that. Yep. 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 So obviously this is a big one. Yeah. This is kiss taking off the makeup and going out there for the first time touring without it. Mm-hmm. They're also touring with now Vinny Vincent. A lot of people didn't catch Vinny as ACEs replacement. Didn't catch the creatures of the night tour. Um, so Vinny's kind of a new face. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> And uh, you know, so you got him and Eric, two new members, kind of a new style of music. Yep, no makeup, mm-hmm. A little different.
1: Yeah, and about a month before the tour, the tour kicked off October eleventh, eighty three. About a month before that, on September eighteenth, eighty three, they were on MTV. You can check out our previous episode. We talked about that that special episode there when with them all in the studio and JJ Jackson and them being seen for the first time. So. That was kind of like the the precursor to the you know the the new era of KISS at that time, taking off the makeup and this conflicting stories about whether they wanted to do it, whether they had to do it, whose idea was it. Um, but ultimately, you know, there was conversation about how they thought that maybe they'd do it for creatures and they weren't ready. But I think Creatures was in retrospect, the album is considered great, but the tour and the reception wasn't great. So I think the band felt like, all right, we gotta do something.
0: Yeah, and there's always been the theory that Gene never wanted to take off the makeup, and Paul said, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, Paul felt at, at home and alive without the makeup, freedom. And uh, the guys, uh, you know, Gene wasn't really sure. I think Eric Carr looked fine without makeup and stuff. And yep. He was great. Vinny, yikes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was interesting for Gene. Gene's had many quotes and comments about how, you know, the demon is such a makeup style persona with the blood spitting, the fire breathing, you know, God of thunder. And what was he going to do? How was he going to change that? And uh, I mean, everybody obviously knows that his early 80s, mid 80s look was uh, less than desirable, shall we say?
0: Yes. Um, you know, it, it brings to mind the uh, stuff that Gene said in the beginning when Kiss formed. You know, you didn't want to be like big six foot two ballerina looking like right. in a tutu and that uh, they needed to be dark and evil and big. And, well, they took a little bit of what's called the detour on this. So the tour, it's funny because um, obviously off comes the costumes. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the makeup actually came down or went up. Because they put on yeah. another type of makeup uh, for this tour, kind of the glamish kind of—I don't even know—because of the videos and everything else, apocalyptic look, yeah. you know, shredded clothes and a lot of animal prints and just—I don't know—and uh, but they kept most of the creatures of the night uh, stuff for the tour, the set um, for it, like the tank and stuff, correct?
1: Yeah, which I thought was, in retrospect, kind of weird. Like, you're introducing a new era of Kiss, a new sound. You know, the makeup's off. The costume's gone. But you're sticking with the tank from Creatures of the Night, which was a very, like, aggressive, heavy-sounding tour, you know, heavy album. I just felt like maybe they were like, fuck it. We got this tank. We got to do something with it. Let's keep using it. But, I mean, in retrospect, I feel like they should have just went, like, like all brand new to to use that tank right after they used it on creatures i thought kind of kind of weird especially when you see the pictures cuz sometimes i forget cuz for me at least i associate that tank with creatures with eric Carr, with that killer look of the band so seeing lick it up tour photos with them on the tank it's like that's it's just kind of weird to me
0: well the reason why i think it it's okay is cuz if you remember the creatures tour did not go to europe Right. So they didn't get to see it. Fair. That's fair. Greaches yep. was US, Canada, and like South America. Yep. So now they start this tour in Europe. So I guess you, you know, why not? Yeah. They have it. So might as well use it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and there's information. And it's funny. There's information that you talk about when they, when they open up the tour in Portugal, that some of the advertisement for the tour had pictures of the band in makeup.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it's the legendary part of the story is when they opened up the tour and this tour, let's just uh, let's give some uh, a quick little facts about the tour. It started October 11th, 83 in Portugal, of all places, yep. and then it yep. ends in the U.S. and Evansville at March 17th, 1984. Yep. Uh, some of the opening acts were Helix, the guy yeah. missing tooth. Heavy Petting, which is a great song by Vinny. Oh, God. On All Systems Go. Yep. Axe, Pat Travers Band, Vandenberg. Oof. Yikes. Riot. High Fever once, a band called Heaven. And everybody's favorite here on this uh, podcast, except.
1: Yep. Yeah. Interesting opening acts for that at that time. But
0: well, wow. you know, Phil couldn't be there because he's playing with except, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't you know that? Anyways, um. So w- w- the other part that's interesting on this tour, like three fourths of the song set list, is basically the last two albums.
1: Yeah, when did this you was ever
0: Kiss doing that shit.
1: This is when they officially like really, really turned the corner and got rid of all the classics. I mean, there's still some classics. We'll get into the set list like we always do when we do these. But, yeah, it's very, very Creatures and Lick It Up heavy. Very heavy.
0: Yeah, so you've got the set list. Let's just go through it real quickly. Yeah, go through it. Let's do it. Creatures of the Night. Yep. They usually, this is how they started the tour. Creatures of the Night, Detroit Rock City, Cold Gin, Fits Like a Glove, Firehouse, And then Paul does his solo. That's exciting. Speaking of exciting, Exciter, War Machine, Tom's favorite, Give Me More. Then Vinny does a solo. Gene does a solo. I Love It Loud, I Still Love You. Eric does a solo. Young and Wasted, Love Gun, Black Diamond, and then Lick It Up and Rock and Roll All Night. Now
1: yeah, and then and then in North America there was a couple changes. They didn't yeah. play they, they exchanged Exciter for All Hell's Breaking Loose for most of the North American set list. That was kind of the big the big change.
0: Well, a couple different times they did this rotation. There were times Firehouse came out. Yep. There was a time Exciter came back out. Yep. And then there was times I Still Love You came out. Right. And right. they moved those kind of around. But after the tour ended, I don't think you ever heard Gimme more. And uh, all hell's breaking loose again. I don't think they ever played those again.
1: No, and I think the interesting thing too—only 13 songs and two encore, so a total of 15 songs.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know the way they were playing so fast. Jesus, what's that? An hour fucking set list. Jesus,
1: maybe, maybe. And the the other big thing we'll get into is, yikes! These guys were playing like the fucking Knights of Columbus. Like these these some of these venues were topping out at. You know, 5,000, you know, play. I mean, some, some, some broke 8,000, 7,000 couple places, you know, they were playing at, they were playing at at venues where the capacity was like 2,500, you know, 2,300 small, small places, you know, and it, it was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle for for them at this time. This was, this was dark days for kiss as we all know. And it's looking back, it's like, Holy shit to think that they are where they are now. 40 years after this Lick It Up tour is really nothing short of a miracle, I think.
0: Yeah. From what I understand, this also, I think the average of the tour was the lowest they've ever averaged. It was like barely over 5,000.
1: Yeah, it was bad. Since the
0: beginning days, that's the lowest they've ever had. Yeah, it says the least atten- the least attended
1: headlining tour the band had done up to that point averaging just over 5000 per show yikes um yeah a couple comments here this is this is we're referencing some of the, one of the greatest books ever made Kiss Alive Forever from Kurt Gooch yeah Kurt Gooch uh it says the material and performances were strong Uh, but a combination of uninspired concert production, a run of unsuccessful albums, and the cyclical nature of the music business relegated the Lick It Up toward a relative obscurity. Oof.
0: Yikes. It's
1: rough. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think a lot of it also has to do with the times are changing. Music was changing. Kiss was trying to fit in. They didn't know their role is. Do they go back to hooky, catchy, hard rock or... Do they try to become one of the metal boys? And I well, think yeah, I mean, that's you look, what they chose.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the set list. I mean, Fits Like a Glove, Exciter, Gimme More, Young and Wasted. Those are all upbeat, heavy he- songs. Like heavy, heavy songs. Song. Yeah. I mean, even Creatures of the Night. I mean, I mean, yeah, you have like Firehouse, which is a classic. You have Love Gun, which is a classic rock and roll all night, but they were really trying to obviously take the makeup off but really make people forget about 70s kiss with the exception of a few of those legendary classics that you kind of have to have in the lineup
0: yeah yeah all right so the the stage we kind of already talked about it was the old creatures of the night stage with the couple rises on the side you got the uh a big kiss sign behind them yep and uh you know not as much pyro from what i understand um, more of them running around yep. to entertain. Yep. They took off the thirty to fifty pounds of weight, and so the band was a lot more active. Maybe they were trying to be another David Lee Roth of that era, jumping up and down, doing kicks, slits, all sorts of shit. You know, sliding all over the drum riser, and do just fucking backflips. <laughs> they're doing, <laughs> they juggling fire bombs. <laughs> This is when backflips, they hang off the ledge, you know, get involved if they want to. Um, anyway, so he's, always, he's yeah. always
1: tugging on his fucking pants, you know, his fucking jeans.
0: He's a, he's a wacky kind of kid. He's always pulling out his pants. You know, Anyways, you know and, and and from what I understand, Gene was still in the habit, especially on his solo, of doing like the demon stare and the demon moves, and people are like, hey, This looks fucking awkward.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's rumors and some unfounded stories about w- whether Gene did the blood. Uh, he did do the fire, but I mean, even he admits it's like, ah, I don't know, like you, you see God of Thunder is not in the set list. Gene said, I can't do that. that that's a demon song. There's a persona attached to that. There's a story. I'm, I can't do God of Thunder. I can't really do the blood. The fire. I, I, I mean, we, I saw them when they did it with the revenge tour. Yeah, I remember that. I, I didn't see the revenge tour, but just seeing video of you know confidential, etc. I thought he looked kind of badass doing doing the fire. Um, this era doing the fire, eh, kind of weird because they're they are kind of glammy. I know they're trying to be heavy musically, but visually they don't look like a fire breathing band,
0: you know. But and the other thing is, I heard a couple times on this tour is fucking hair got fire.
1: Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Back yeah, like the old days. Yeah, there's a story here where uh, th- this is from one of Gene's bass tech, Dave R- Romeo Bonilla. He said Gene used odorless lamp oil to breathe fire. When I first started, no one told me that. So I went and got him gasoline. <laughs> gasoline. He goes, the gas got all over the mic stand. The guitar picks burst into flames. Monitors were catching on fire. Uh
0: he goes, but Gene was pretty impressed. <laughs> you sound like fucking chocolate mousse from Top Secret. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> and he spits out both
0: the drink. What the hell is that? gasoline
1: <laughs> oh
0: my god yeah, yeah. it,
1: it, it yeah. it's sad though seeing some of the like flipping through and seeing some of these venues and the capacity it's like oh yikes my goodness
0: you know well, tom we don't have costumes to compare but we do have clothes <laughs> yeah th- yeah i mean like there's a picture here of gene with the axe base it just
1: looks weird paul uh, paul looks awesome Okay, he's got the leopard print guitar or whatever it is. The the you know the colorful clothing, ripped and torn. A little bit of rouge face makeup. Paul was made for the eighties, in my opinion. Vinny was made to have a bag over his head. Um, yeah, just. Eric. I mean, we love Eric Carr, but that head of hair is just incredible.
0: Yeah, all their clothes always look like shredded or ripped and torn. Yep. Ooh, and bad then, boys. Ooh, ugh. ooh, they're shredded. Yeah, like, they're wearing, like, jean, like, has, like, red eyeliner or something sometimes. And the rouge and, you know, torn clothes, apocalyptic look. I don't know what it is. And just, like, the cheek fucking red rose shit they put on their self. Look at Twisted Sister, like, fucking just
1: terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And like you said, too, the very last show, March 17th, eighty four uh it was vinny's final appearance with kiss and it was the final time that they ever played give me more or all hells Breaking loose you mentioned that so uh, yeah. that 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 last date to of that tour that was the last of a lot of things vinny and then those two songs were never seen again with kiss in private kusano got the boot after that it. there was one funny thing with with vinny where they tried to fire him in the middle of the tour and then they were like fuck we we don't have time to find a replacement why don't you come back and finish the finish playing with us
0: so what they did is they fired him after the european tour right which right they took off and then they came back after december 25th after yep. christmas the 26th i think they came back and they couldn't find anybody so they just brought him back yep. there's always that story of you know vinnie wouldn't sign the contract he kept saying he was going to so they fired him right but there's other stuff and there's other uh, as we go down this list you know, fights and constant complaining about Vinny's overplaying the solos that would go on. Vinny's playing his own shit. And Vinny found KISS to be the tool for him to shine, not yep. realizing KISS doesn't do that. Yep. You're part of KISS. You're the KISS guitarist. Do your yep. role and shut the fuck up and get out of the way. So let's go through a couple dates
1: here. I don't know if you want to pull one pull one out and start or you know. Well, they, through- let's
0: start with October eleventh and supposedly. Okay. The advertising people didn't realize halfway through the set list that that's really Kiss.
1: And there's reports that the crowd was chanting, we want Kiss. <laughs>
0: yeah, and they're yeah. like,
1: what the fuck? Like, this who, is who Kiss. The,
0: who the fuck are these guys? Yep, yep. Um, On the October 22nd one, that's in yep. Stafford, England, apparently uh, Strutter came back into the set list and then there was some sort of a brawl. Look, you're in your mom's basement, grow up, and Paul had to turn the lights on and lecture everybody. You know, Paul. When, oh, he, I'm gonna send you back home when you're mommy if you don't behave yourselves. Well, it's funny because on that set list they had Strutter in there yeah. as part of the as part of the encore. So Strutter comes in sometimes throughout the set list in yeah. Europe. Yep. And sometimes it's the last song after rock and roll night and sometimes right. it's right before it.
1: Yep, exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah, and then on November 1st I found this interesting tom out of nowhere. I don't see how this fucking happens. They're in uh if I can pronounce this correctly, Offenbach, Frankfurt, AM, West Germany. So apparently Paul and Gene play the main riff of almost human Let's go, yes Wow uh, How upset would you have been If all of a sudden In the middle of Kiss Playing without the makeup They play a piece of deep cut Makeup songs And they don't finish it uh, that, that would be my luck
1: I'd be like you <laughs> motherfuckers, You started this and you're not going to finish it
0: Yeah and then a couple uh, days later on Is this where the tradition Started November 3rd before lick it yeah. up, Vinnie plays a little bit of "Oh, Susanna." Why? That's
1: stupid. Now we we we've seen this on some on other bootlegs and other live performances from the eighties. Just, just why? Ridiculous. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And yeah, then October, am- and then and then November sixth, they're in uh, Nuremberg, Germany. They stop playing Zeppelin's "Whole Lot of Love." Um, This is the era when they started to do that. They started to play some cover, like some little beats of cover songs, you know, the Who, Zeppelin, things like that. Mm -hmm. Again, they were trying to just be a little bit different and kind of creative with the crowd.
0: You mean spontaneous, something they'll never, ever do again?
1: That, too. I'll
0: call them. They're real spontaneous. I'll call them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, November 20th, uh, Malmo, Sweden. They actually play Winchester Cathedral, a 1966 hit, by new vaudeville band. And what's in-
1: worse? What, what do they play next?
0: And Vinnie Vincent's solo includes a short interlude from Over the Rainbow.
1: What are we doing? What is What are we doing right now?
0: You know? Yeah. That is uh, not something I would call a positive thing. No. But not too long afterwards, in the 25th, in Uleberg, Finland, Ulu, something like that, I don't know. They do a little bit of a medley, Tom, a polka yep. country jam of La Bamba, Honky Tonk Woman, Dixie, "Oh Susanna, Dixie, and Johnny Be Good instrumental jam. In Finland. Why? Why? You're what in the- fucking, you're, you're in Finland, not in fucking Mississippi. <laughs> and why are you playing southern type, type songs? That's what I mean. What are you doing? Stop. And Stop. there's a little bit of a whole lot of love in there, too. Yeah. You're not Robert Plant. So they start the U.S. tour. Remember, now, they end November 25th at that last one that I mentioned. Yep. They fire Vinny, and then they bring him back. Yep. And then they start in Georgia, the U.S. leg of the tour, on December 26th in Atlanta. But on the 8th of January in 84, one of my favorite Kiss tracks of all time, All Hells Breaking Loose finally gets played live. And with All Hells Breaking Loose, I believe Firehouse comes out. And as we mentioned throughout the time in this tour, now All Hells Breaking Loose comes back in and Exciter and I Still Love You. They're all starting to alternate in between there. And I believe uh, Strutter is gone from the set list again, too. Strutter is gone at this time. Yep. 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 And there's a few parts where Paul performs like Beth. Oh, uh, a little bit, a few bars of Beth. Um, but the other aspect, too, I forgot to mention is while they were in Europe and they did Black Diamond, Paul sang all of Black Diamond.
1: Yes, which is weird because they had Eric Carr. He would sing
0: Young and Wasted usually. So why not have him sing? And he was the, singing the Black p- Diamond most of the time. But he, well, that, Paul too. Yeah, yeah right. right. In In the whole song. So very yep. strange. So that's January 8th. Yeah, and then the next day, January 9th, they're in Biloxi, Mississippi, and they played
1: for a crowd of 1,500 people at a venue that had a capacity of 5,000 people. It's the smallest that Kiss has ever played in a full-size arena since they began as a headliner back in 75. Apparently, the attendance was affected by a tropical storm, but I love this. Weather records do not indicate the presence of a tropical storm. I love the fact that somebody went and researched the weather records to find out if if a tropical storm is why nobody went to Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, 1500. Dude, that's like our spring weekend at Stonehill.
0: Lizzie Borden could do that.
1: I don't know about that. I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, you know, later on, there are other stuff where Gene jokingly sings a couple bars of Beth. And there's another one on the 10th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Vinny does. uh, Mary had a little lamb into his solo because somebody asked for that,
1: right? Oh, my God. Just so ridiculous. Then I like this one on January 13th in Dallas, Texas. A week's worth of Polaroids from Gene's collection was stolen at the venue. (laughs) <laughs> you sons of bitches! I was going to give those away at my Vegas weekend.
0: Yeah, oh, that's fucked God. up. On the twenty yeah. second in Albuquerque, New Mexico, they start doing a little bit of "Do you love me again?" and Gene jokingly saying a couple lines of Beth. Like, yep. Why is this jokingly?
1: Uh, yeah, right. Is is it like are they mocking? Is it like a a, a middle finger mockery to like Peter or I don't know? I don't know. Then a few days later, they're in Colorado, Denver. Gene sets his hair on fire. (laughs) We talked about that a little bit. How that happened. So then we go to Sioux City in Iowa, February eighth. There was a long pause before the start of "Lick It Up" because Vinny accidentally ripped the crotch out of his pants.
0: (laughs) He needs to let it breathe. He needs to breathe.
1: Uh, And apparently Vixen was advertised as a second opening act,
0: but they did not perform. Oh, Janet Gardner back then is probably goddamn probably in a prime on February 11th, 1984 in Dubuque, Iowa, uh, before rock and roll night, Paul performed a part of down on your knees. Imagine that. What the fuck? And And Eric briefly attempted. I was made for loving you, dude. The fact that all of a sudden, almost human and down on your knees, it's almost like they never in a million years they would ever think they'd play. It's almost like they wanted to do that stuff, but they're like, ah, the crowd's not going to get it. We can't do that. You know what I mean? See, to me, that makes sense. Then I agree. Like, we got to play the hits. We got to get the songs that'll get them going. Right. Rocking songs. I right. get it. Right. Um, but now now the fuck, it's just lazy. Right, you already right. have the crowd, they're there for you. Play right. something, whatever you want. So, yeah, those are the ones, uh songs that I if I if they ever played them now, people's head would fucking explode. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom, the next one I want to kind of get to is right here at home, February 24th, 1984,
1: at the Worcester
0: Centrum. Yep. So <laughs> I know this because Kiss has always had problems with Boston. They got banned from the garden because of the pyros. That's right. So they would play in Worcester. So every time they would come in Worcester, well, even in the last few years, they would always mention the stories that Worcester opened up to them because Boston banned them or something. Yep. And here they end with licking up because they ran out of time to play rock and roll night because they know how strict Boston was and they would probably get fined. Fuck it! I'm not going to pay an extra fifty bucks to play rock and roll all night. We end it, lick it up.
1: Which is funny because the the Centrum has a capacity of about thirteen thousand people, and they only played to about five thousand people that night. Yeah. <clears throat> Poor kids. Five
0: thousand out of twelve. Yikes. Yeah, and then a, yeah, and then a few days
1: later, they're in Baltimore, Maryland. They played to about four thousand people at a venue that had a capacity of twelve thousand people. So they're playing like one third of like some of these venues it's 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 crazy how they travel and then if uh, about a week a couple weeks before it, they played it a, 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 records indicate they played a sold-out show at market square in, arena in indianapolis at 8400 you know then then a few weeks later they're playing in front of four thousand people like that you know it's it's weird it's a, r- a rough tour
0: but you could tell there's certain towns that they've yeah. always done well uh kiss yeah. has done well in Yep. And others, it's like, what do you got for us lately? Kiss has to show them something. And yeah, others, no matter what, they're always going to do well.
2: Yep. yep. Um,
0: March 8th, 1984. They're playing in. Oh, Kipsy, Tom, was it hot? Uh, it was hot. Where did they stop on their way? We're going to stop at Hopewell Junction, get some of that homemade shepherd's pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. How horrible is that? March 9th, Tom, New York, New York, Radio City Music Hall. Yep. Gene's hair again on fire. The great and original Catman, Peter Chris in attendance.
1: Yeah, but what's the highlight of this show?
0: Apparently, Paul and Vinny got into a fight. A physical confrontation that was off stage yet in view of the audience. I think you need to give up your man card if you ever get beat up by Vinnie Vincent. Honestly.
1: Well, I mean, let's be serious. Paul Stanley versus Vinnie Vincent is yikes. Paul
0: oh, works out, though. He's about six feet tall. He works out. There's no excuse. Eh, all
2: right. I'll give you that. All right. All right.
0: Yeah. On March 17th, they end the tour, Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Paul played a little bit of Rolling Stones j Why? j Why? No one wanted to see that As they say, it's Vinnie Vincent's final appearance As a member of KISS In yep. the final live performance of Gimme More, thank God And All Hells Break and Lose No! Yeah And those are some interesting dates for the tour
1: Yeah not not a not a very successful tour, which too bad because everybody loves "Lick It Up." I mean, we haven't we haven't reviewed the album yet, so we're going to stay away from talking about specifics. But yeah, in retrospect, people love people love this era.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know uh, the first of the non makeup tours. It's yep. got that going for it, but you know, the, uh, Kiss was hungry. Kiss was playing its best musically. They could. The chemistry with Vinny. Vinny was just over the top. I can only imagine how fucking miserable Paul was in the fact that he couldn't control Vinny. Imagine. I know. It's ridiculous. Right? That must have fucking bugged the shit out of him.
2: Yep. I agree. Right? Terrible. And so
0: so with that being said, I don't know where you would rank the tours. Um it's it's very interesting It's got some interesting aspects to it But what we usually do is we talk about The set list yep. Now there's 15 songs Tom Basically which songs Would you have in and which Songs would you have out So the first of the, the set list we, we gave you 15 songs I think the only two you really Could substitute in there would be All Hells Breaking Loose And Strutter So you would have to take two out if you wanted to add those into the set list.
1: So if I was going to make one change to the set list, I would permanently take out Gimme More. Uh, Again, I know we haven't reviewed Lick It Up, but that song is not good. Uh, I would probably throw, I know it's overplayed, sorry, but I would throw in Strutter. That would probably be my only difference to that. So that would be my only change, removing Gimme More. I I was happy with the selections from Lick It Up that they put on this set list. I thought they made the right call. Young and Wasted. I wish Exciter was in there a little bit more. I know it did make the rounds, but Gimme More is just kind of a dud for me. That would probably be the only change. But other than that, good set list. Still had some classics. Black Diamond, Rock and Roll All Night, uh, you know, Detroit, Rock City, Firehouse. So uh,
0: d- good set list. All right. For me, Tom, I wouldn't fucking put Strutter in. I would definitely put All Hells Breaking Loose. And I would probably take out Colgin.
1: Yeah, heard I it a million it.
0: times. Yeah, So for true. me, Cold Gin would come out, and I want to hear Gimme More. I don't, I've i never heard it. You know how we are. When you've listened to the last 12 years of the same songs, I'd rather hear shitty Gimme More than the fucking old- Say Yeah for the 100th time.
1: Yeah, I think the only reason I would say Strutter is just because it's a different lineup. They're playing at a different tempo. It's more aggressive. It's faster. It's not the same yeah, old and I, boring. And I thought but about I, I, that, But right? I know what you mean.
0: For Cold Gin, I, I but I want to hear all yeah. these Love done songs. I want to hear Fits Like a Glove. I want to hear Excited and Gimme More. Done by the Vinny band, the Lick It Up band. Right. No, I get it. That's that's fair. Okay. So those are the songs that I would have. Now, let's rank the stage, Tom. Where would you rank this? And you got to rank this compared to the other ones we've done. And yep. we've reviewed the "Hotter Than Hell tour. The Spirit of '76 Tour, the Hot in the Shade Tour, the Hottest Show on Earth Tour, and Freedom to Rock Tour. So, stage-wise, where would you rank these? And why don't you tell us where you, how you have them ranked right now?
1: All right. So, my current stage rankings: at number five, I have Hottest Show on Earth, Freedom to Rock, Hotter Than Hell, Spirit of '76, and right now, number one, I have Hot in the Shade. For this, it's got the tank. I know it's not Creatures. Um, uh, it's got the tank. Um, I would probably put this just because of the tank, I'd put it at number three. I'd bump everything down one hotter than hell, freedom of rock, hotter show get bumped down. I would put this at three behind hot in the shade and spirit of seventy-six. Okay. Yep, because just because um, the tank is just badass.
0: Yeah, for me, I have spirit of seventy-six tour number one, hot in the shade, number two, freedom of rock three, hotter than hell four, hotest show on earth five. As far as the stage goes. I would probably put this at number three and bump down Freedom of Rock.
1: Okay. So we both have it at three. All right.
0: Yeah. I like the tank. I would love to have seen it in action. Yeah, Me too. Uh, at Ooh, least yep. once. So yep. I'll put that there. Let's go to, can't believe I'm going to say this, uh, Costume. Yikes. Okay. So I have
1: Hot in the Shade 5, hottest Show on Earth for Freedom to Rock, Harder Than Hell, Spirit of 76, Destroy to a number one. Uh, this has got to go last. It's just not good. It's this is going at the bottom. It's easy pickings for me. Just it's not good. There's really no costume. It's really a disjointed kind of glammy look that I'm just not a fan of. So this is last.
0: Yeah, for me, Tom, I, I I'll i read mine uh, back to front. I was reading the last one top down, but number five is hot in the shade for freedom. Iraq three hottest show on earth. Uh Two hotter than hell. Number one was Spirit of '76 tour. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would probably put this sixth um, as the worst outfits. I mean, it's not much worse right. than Hot in the Shade. I mean, not that Hot in the Shade is anything great either. But, but at least but they th-
1: look. At least they looked like a like a just kind of a ballsy rock band, a little bit more like no, like jeans yeah, and t shirt type stuff. The
0: the, ch- the the changing of the uh, glam shit started coming, stripping down. Yep. by the time hot in the shade came in lick it up it's just let's wear makeup but not fucking kiss makeup but poison right. makeup yep you know? agreed so yeah let's go to the set list if you had to pick a set list tom where are you going
1: all right so and rank yours yeah my rent my current rankings are a uh, hotter than hell tour at five three of them Freedom to Rock at four, Hottest Show on Earth three, spared to seventy-six, two, hot in the shade, number one, just because of the variety. This is a good set list, but I mean, it there's nothing from rock and roll over on it. There's nothing from Dress to Kill on it except for rock and roll all night. Um I understand they were trying to put that in the rearview mirror and focus on creatures and lick it up. Uh, obviously there's nothing on dynasty because those songs probably wouldn't translate. I I think I'm I'm probably gonna put this. I think I'm gonna put this at number three. Wow. Thanks yeah. Yeah. I just just I don't know. I love the lick it up selections here, and I think the band just sounded like ballsy. I know we're ranking strictly the set list and not like the performance or the sound, but I don't know. It, it, it's 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 a unique set list. I think maybe I'm more intrigued by the uniqueness of it than anything else. So I, for that reason, I'm gonna put it at three.
0: Okay. For me, number five, I would have Freedom the Rock, then Hottest Show on Earth, then Hot in the Shade, then Hotter Than Hell, then Spirit of 76. Tom, I'm having it number three, just like you. Ah, Um, Okay. I like the uniqueness. Uh, Again, the sad part is it's because you're catching me after 12 years of hearing the same fucking shit. So although Hot in the Shade, you know, they start incorporating some of the old classics again. Yep. But they weren't really playing a lot of stuff off of Hot in the Shade. Right, They were playing a right. lot of the same stuff they've been playing over the last few years. You know, the same couple songs from Lick It Up, the same couple songs from Animalize, the same couple songs from Creatures. So Hot in the Shade didn't have like a fucking, like five songs like Lick It Up has. Right. Therefore, right. I would put Lick It Up because I don't get to hear those songs. Yeah. I'd love to hear that set list. Yeah. I'd no, I think you. number three for that reason. Okay. Tom, here comes the fun part, and that is rank this fucking tour.
1: All right. So overall tour, number five, I have hottest show on earth. Number four is freedom to rock. Number three is hotter than hell. Number two is hot in the shade. And number one is spirit of 76, the destroyer tour. This loses because we're doing everything all encompassing. This loses points for me with just the outfits and just kind of the look Um (laughs) But it is unique, the setless unique, the tank, etc. cetera. Uh, so I'm going to put it at number four. I'm going to put it behind Harder Than Hell. I have Spirit of 76, number one, Hot in the Shade, Harder Than Hell, and then Lick It Up at four.
0: Yeah, because after 2012. It was all the same. It was all the same. So they're always going to be like pushed down. Yep. Yeah, exactly. anything that's yep. different is going to go ahead of those. Even though, that's right. you know. If I saw that tour at, in 2012, I would have said, oh, yeah, that tour, way more. Right. But now, 2023, I've heard it. So for right. me, I have five, Freedom to Rock, Hottest Show on Earth is four, three, Hot in the Shade, two, Hotter Than Hell, Spirit 76, number one. Lick It Up is going at number three. I'm bumping Hot in the Shade down. Okay. And the reason I'm doing that is because Hot in the Shade has that, Asylum kind of uh, lineup, which has been there for a few albums now. Animalize, Asylum, Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade. Yep. Lick It Up is Lick It Up, really. That's it. Because you, you, I mean, you could say Creatures of the Night, but Creatures was Makeup Kiss. This is non-Makeup Kiss. A lot of unique things from this tour. I mean, I like the tank. I love. That we have a Vinny tour. So that in and of itself, I know there was some tension there and everything else, but they fucking did what most bands do when they release an album. They played a lot of cuts off that album and their I last was, album uh, before uh, that.
1: I, I was just that. gonna say, I was just gonna say, you took the words right out of my mouth. This is old school album touring. We got a new album. Yes. We're gonna play, we're gonna play four, five, six songs from it. And that's what we're going to do. Yes, I agree.
0: I, I yep. love that. I yep, love me too.
1: That. Yep, me
0: so, too. Um, that's it for the Lick It Up tour. We'll get another one again soon enough. So I love doing these tours, Tom. For me, I mean, you you go back and you look at stuff that you make. Remember when Kiss used to do this? Yeah,
1: I agree. What I really, what I'm interested in, and I know this listeners out there. Please, if you guys were at this Lick It Up tour, tell us. Tell us. Is it was it as cool as we're imagining in our head? What what do they sound like? What do they look like? You know, tell us, because I know that there's people out there who are at this tour. So we're interested in hearing your feedback from being an actual person who went to a Lick It Up tour show. So definitely agree.
0: Yeah. So, guys, thank you for that. And, Tom, what we do next is we go to question of the week. Yeah, this comes from a Facebook DM. And this is from
1: Ann Bean. And she is kind of new to uh, Loudcasters. She's been a diehard here. She's getting really into it. She says, I'm late to the game, but I have fallen hook, line, and sinker for kiss in the last four months. As a new member of the kiss army, what one thing in the kiss army library album, single video documentary, do you recommend I not miss? So we got a new kiss fan. What should she not miss right
0: now? You want to see Kiss ahead of its time and Kiss the badassness of it? Go watch Winterland. Yeah. Okay. You
1: you said Winterland, so I won't say that. What I would okay. say, what I would say besides Winterland is I would say Extreme Close Up, which includes clips of Winterland. I would say Extreme Close Up mm-hmm. just because I can't wait until we get to that episode and review that video. But that right there is. Such an incredible peek behind the curtain of the history of the band, the making of the band, incredible footage, interviews, concert footage, videos, discussions, interviews. You have to see it. Um, it's available, I think, still. You know, you can buy the DVD or whatever. It might be on YouTube. I'm not sure, but Kiss Extreme Close Up for a, a new fan, I would jump right into that. And
0: yeah, you can't go wrong with either. And when I say Winterland. It's the Winterling constant in San Francisco, 1975. It's in black and white. You can find it on YouTube or I think it's on kissology one or two. I'm not sure it's on one of them. Yeah. It's on kissology one. You can watch it there as well.
1: Yep. Awesome. And thank you so much. Welcome to the kiss army. Welcome to the party. It's awesome. Thank you. Great question. Tom, where can people find us? We always tell you, start with our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's where you can find everything, all of our episodes, all of our rankings. You can message us directly from the website, and we get those messages in the form of an email. There's links to Patreon, links to our social media, links to our merch. Everything is right there. It's that headquarters for Shoutout Loudcast. Uh, and speaking of email, you can always use our email, shoutoutloudcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. And if you want your question of the week, please send us an email Send us a, a Facebook DM, Twitter DM, anything like that. Uh, we read a question every week. So please, we have a pile of them mail. We always try to pick a good one. Uh, we always try to go to somebody new. Anne is new, so we went to her this week. Uh, so you can email us that, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff, we're there. Uh, and, of course, we want to thank our patrons And especially our two new guys this week, Thomas and Kendall. We thank you so much for joining the party and being spacemen. Uh, And to anybody else interested in Patreon, check us out at patreon.com or the link on our website. You can do that or download the app. And we always like to say that we're proud members of the Pantheon podcast network of shows. Uh, And again, we were recently ranked the number one most listened show on Pantheon. So we're, uh, we're pretty proud of that patting ourselves on the back. So, yes, we do that every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I always tell people they can DM us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. YouTube, just go look for Shout Out Loudcast. We always put our episodes up there. And give us one of those five star child reviews on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, Facebook, wherever you can. Those help us a lot. And we want to make, I want to make a point. Somebody gave us a review. Hey, Chief, on Apple Podcasts, Tom and Zeus have the best music podcast. Funny, informative, and keep my mind occupied. Thank you, guys. And then he fucked up by giving us one
1: star. (laughs) Please, whoever that is, thank you for the kind words, but try to go back and change that because that affects all the rankings now with a one star.
0: A few people have told us in the past they've done that. They're like, yeah, that was me that gave you a review. I'm like, yeah, did you realize you only clicked one star? They're like, oh, shit, and they didn't realize it. It's kind of, you know, difficult sometimes. Like, you don't notice it because you're like, oh, stars, and you press it, but you only press it for one. You got to click all five. So whoever that is under DGHV Druge, I don't know who you are, but thank you for that. But if you could revise that, that'd be even better. And make sure you always tell us who you are so we can thank you. Um, Tom what we like to do is end on famous last words do you have any
1: I do you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you laugh in the face of the fates fallen angels spread their wings so you
0: cross the gates of hate Touch my body. Take it slow. Come on. Make my juices flow. Oh, God. What what are we doing? <laughs> Tom, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, new Patreons, everybody out there. Thank you.
1: Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much. We say this every week. You guys rock. We love you. Thank you so much. Zeus, as always, my friend. Thank you.
0: Peace out, Girl Scout.
1: He's always pulling at his pants and shit.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.